What's going on, everybody? In this episode of Lamb's Hill USPSA podcast, we're going to talk about PCC Carry Optics Nationals and some other stuff that went on this past weekend. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Lame Seal USPSA podcast. My name is Daryl, and I will be your host for episode two. That's right. We made it past one. So, uh, this past weekend, the weekend of uh, October 16th and 17th, 2021, was the USPSA PCC slash Carry Optics Nationals down in Talladega at the uh, CMP Talladega Marksmanship Park. A very, very nice facility from the pictures and the video I've seen of it. Um, watched uh, quite a bit of the match itself on YouTube, both uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, yeah, loved the live stream. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it was being live streamed on Facebook, YouTube, and USPSA.live. And I believe there were, I think there was another place, I forget exactly where it was, that was uh, streaming it. Um, pretty good coverage. Uh, not not too bad. Of course, it's, it's USPSA. The stages, some of them were kind of small. So it... Um, you know, at times it was like they were kind of bouncing between between stages fairly quickly. They didn't uh, didn't really seem to stay on one stage too long. They would be on one stage for a shooter, and then when that shooter was done, boom, they're over on another stage watching another shooter. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it, it, this is this is something new that they're kind of getting into the uh, getting into the swing of. So I expect you know, improvements to be made and some hiccups here and there and whatnot. Um, the, the one thing that I did really enjoy was on Monday, I don't know if they had like the super squad out there or what, but Monday they would show a, a particular shooter on a stage, but then they would stay with that stage until all of that shooter's targets had been scored. And they would actually put a graphic up on the screen when the shooter was done shooting that stage that said live scoring in progress. Once all the targets were scored, I don't know how they were doing this, if they were doing a direct pull down from the tablet or it is a major match, I mean nationals, so they have paper backups to everything. So I don't exactly know how that whole thing worked but I do know that it seemed like mere seconds after the competitors targets had been scored a graphic comes up on the live stream with the competitor's name the stage name their time hit factor and then their actual scores this many alphas this many charlies this many deltas mics no shoots all that kind of stuff that, I thought, was very, very nice. It gives the 
the live stream a little more life. Let, let, let's put it that way. Gives it a little more, little more life. And you're not just watching people shooting. You're actually seeing the fact that those people are getting scores um, for their shooting and what their scores are. Um, it, it does add a lot more context to the live stream. Um, one thing that I, I honestly think USPSA could improve on on these live streams is some kind of commentary. Now, yes, I know this would kind of be, kind of be a pain in the butt, especially when you're bouncing between shooters and you may not know, you know, which shooter is currently on which stage at which time and stuff like that but uh, just some sort of a some sort of commentary just to um you know give give the viewer a little more context because you got to think right now yes about the only people that are watching the live streams and there weren't many trust me i think uh, at the times I watched, I mean, I watched a lot of it on my TV, and on my TV it doesn't show how many people are currently watching. Um, but when I was watching it, like on my phone or or on YouTube on on a computer, there was only maybe like twenty, thirty people watching at a time. Um, and I got to believe that most of them were USPSA competitors that just didn't go to nationals or weren't able to go to nationals. Um, so, you know, they have a pretty good idea of what's going on anyway, but I think as this, this thing grows with the live streaming and stuff like that, who knows, maybe we'll start live streaming area matches in a few years. You know, we'll do nationals, we'll do area matches, the sky's the limit really. Um, you know, but I think if more, let's just say, uneducated people, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I'm, I'm just talking about people that don't know anything about competitive shooting, you know, if they start watching it, they're going to be completely clueless as to what's going on. They're not going to know what a hit factor is. They're not going to know the difference between an alpha and a delta. You know, there's, no, there's a footfall penalty. Well, what does that mean? Okay, so I think... Maybe some commentary mixed in there would help. Um, you know, and, and again, it's a work in progress. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But very nice job to USPSA um, getting nationals live streamed, and especially the uh, the scoring graphics on Monday. I I really enjoyed those. Another thing that happened this past weekend at nationals was part one of the USPSA annual meeting. Uh, they plan on doing another uh, episode of that this upcoming weekend with Race Gun Nationals. Um, and good luck uh, to everybody that's down there shooting that. Um, yeah, I, I did watch the majority of that meeting. It was live streamed on Facebook. I don't know. The... There, there were maybe only 50 people there, okay? And, and yes, that's a lot of people, but you figure there were like 400-some-odd competitors at PCC Carry Optics Nationals. Uh, 
that's staff and actual shooters, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I believe this was this meeting was held on Saturday night. Uh, I could be wrong in that. It could have been Sunday night. I believe it was Saturday night. Uh, my memory, yeah, not great. But, the, the, you know, out of like 400 some odd competitors, only like 50 show up. And the live stream on Facebook, I was watching it on my phone. I think the large or the highest number I saw of actual people watching the live stream was like 120. It it never went above that. The biggest theme that I kept hearing over and over and over again at the two hours that this meeting was was people felt like USPSA was not listening to the members. The board of directors is not listening to the members. There was one individual that stood up and grabbed the microphone and stated that he, I believe he said he was from Florida, and that he was there representing over 700 USPSA members that he knows and shoots with. And these 700 members, you know, feel that the board is not listening to them. And, you know, he said, you know, you, you, don't, you don't have to answer, you know, this comment. I just want to put this on the record that, you know, I know of at least 700 members that don't feel that you're listening to them. It seems that you have already made up your mind on what you're going to do with the whole presidential election and the bylaw change and whatnot. We'll get into that in a second. Um, but, you know, you've already made up your minds, so there's, there's no point in trying to argue. Just here's how I feel. Well, President Greenfield um, basically, you know, he understood. I mean, this gentleman made it perfectly clear that the board didn't have to answer uh, to him, but President Greenfield felt that he would anyway, and I rather agree with what President Greenfield said. If basically he said, how did he word it? Something to the effect of the board cannot listen to the members if the members aren't talking to the board, and he's absolutely right. I mean, think about it. Okay, if you're on Facebook, all right, and you're bitching away on Facebook because the board did something that you didn't like, all right, there was the whole thing with the flashlight deal and and whatnot. But even the the Mike Foley situation um, and whatnot, you know, there are eight area directors, okay. As President Greenfield said at this meeting, the majority, like 95% of the member comments that the board gets on certain issues and things like that come from members who happen to run into their area directors at a match. Think about that for a second. All right. All of these, I believe... I believe he said there's like 35,000 um, 
I think it was like 35,000 USPSA members or something like that. How many of them actually talked to their area director? Of the 700 competitors that this gentleman represents, how many, now this is all my personal thoughts, this isn't what Mr. Greenfield said, this is my personal thoughts, but out of those 700 members that feel that the board's not listening to them, how many of them have actually talked to the damn board and said, hey, these are our concerns, this is what we think you're doing wrong, here it is. Okay, how many of them have actually typed an email to their area director? How many? Let me, let me throw, some, uh, throw some numbers at you. I don't remember the numbers specifically off the top of my head, but there were a couple of emails sent out by USPSA regarding this meeting that was held. In those emails, I believe it was in the downrange newsletter, it was sent out twice, two weeks in a row, had a link where you could go in, you click the link in the email, and you could actually submit your question to the board of directors for this meeting. Okay? That link was sent out twice. So let's say 65,000 emails were sent out. Now, again, I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but they're close, trust me. 65,000 or 66,000 emails were sent out with this link. Less than half of the membership even opened the damn email. Less than half. Only, I think he said somewhere around 2,000 clicked on the link. And only about 60 actually submitted a question. 30 some odd thousand members. And only 60 something of them actually submitted a question or a concern to the board for this meeting. That is pathetic. Why is it pathetic? Because how many of those people that ignored the email or didn't bother to send in a question or a concern to the board are now sitting there watching this meeting or doing whatever saying, oh, well, the board shouldn't be doing that and I don't think the board's listening to me and they, they need to listen to, to their members and that's not what they're doing and everybody on this board needs to be getting rid of and it. How many of you have actually actually told them that? Now, I don't want to make this, this podcast political, but I am going to tell you a political story here. And this illustrates my point. We have, in the state of Maine, a congressman named Jared Golden. He is a Democrat, works in Washington. He is a former Marine. A few years ago, there was a gun bill that was going through the U.S. House and Senate. And every single Mainer that I came into contact with or saw writing on Facebook or wherever said they did not want this bill to pass because it was one of those, I think it was a red flag law or something like that. So 
vote time comes and Golden votes in favor of this law. The people of Maine almost strangled him. A very good friend of Mr. Golden's, who used to work with my father, actually called Jared up and said, Dude, what the hell did you just do? Nobody in the great state of Maine wanted you to pass that bill, or to vote to pass it. Thankfully, the bill failed. Okay, Thankfully, the bill failed. This was back during the Trump administration. The bill failed, but he voted in favor of it. So his friend said, dude, nobody wanted you to vote in favor of that bill. Why did you not do the will of your constituents? That is why you were elected. And Golden went, well, hold on a second. I did do the will of my constituents. And his friend said, you did what? He says, let me explain. I received over 300 emails, voice messages, and even handwritten snail mail letters delivered to my office from Manners urging me to vote in favor of this bill. Over 300 people urged me to vote in favor of this bill from the state of Maine. Do you know how many people from the great state of Maine sent him anything urging him to oppose this bill? Seven. That's it. 300 people said, we want this. Seven said, we don't want this. Which way do you think he's going to vote? 300 versus seven. I'm going to go with the 300. Okay, he did what the people told him to do. Now, oh, sorry. If only seven people told him to vote, you know, against this bill, well, that's their problem. There could be thousands of people that wanted him to vote against the bill, but they didn't tell him. This is the exact same thing that is happening with the US, a USPSA Board of Directors. If you don't tell the board what you think the board should do, the board ain't gonna do it. Hate to tell ya. You, you know, they can't listen if there's nothing being said. It would be the same as if everybody walked into this meeting, the board laid down their plans and what they're going to do and this, that, and the other. Are there any comments on this? And everybody else in that room just sat there and kept their damn mouth shut. Oh, okay. Apparently no, nobody has any ideas or objections. So we're just going to do what we, what we plan on doing because they haven't told us, you know, the representatives from the membership haven't told us otherwise. And then... All those people that didn't say a damn word during the meeting, they all go off and are spouting off in the parking lot about how USPSA doesn't li listen to the members and they're just off doing their own thing on a big-ass power trip. All right, that, that's essentially what's happening. So, I urge everyone listening to this podcast, and believe me, I understand there's not many. Uh, at least not right now. Hopefully that'll change. 
But if you have any concerns, any comments, any questions, get a hold of your area director. Okay? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, there are USPSA competitors out there. I've seen them on Facebook. That have absolutely no freaking clue who the hell their area director even is. All right. Do the do the research. Look up the area director for your area. Hell, if you want to type an email and send it to the entire board of directors, the director of NROI, and the president, send it to all of them. Go ahead. At least someone is going to read the damn thing and take your comments into consideration. That is what the board is there to do. They are there to represent the members. Well, they can't represent the members if the members aren't telling them how they would like the board to represent them. So enough of that rant. Moving on. Um, the the big area of contention with this meeting was the uh, change of the bylaws for the position of president of USPSA. Let me grab a quick drink of water here. Essentially, what USPSA would like to do is they want to make some changes to the bylaws. And in doing so, they're not, not really trying to strip powers from the president but they're trying to sort of redefine the position of president to kind of bring it more in line with the checks and balances and everything between the president and the actual board. They want to do this, they're currently working on this, and they want to do this and have it done prior to the special election for president. And the reason that that has... Uh, causing a point of contention with some of the membership is some of the membership feels that they are trying to more or less groom the position of president to suit certain individuals. I don't think there's been anybody that's come out and said, oh, you're just trying to change the presidential position for this guy. You know, they're just they're, they're just generalizing. But what the board claims that they're trying to do, and I personally feel that this is the way to do it, is get the position figured out, ironed out, finalized, and in place before the special election. Why? That way you know if you are running for president and you're, you decided to put your name on the ballot, you know what position you're running for, okay? How bad would it be to run for president thinking you're going to be in one position, you're going to have these kinds of powers, you're going to be able to do all this, that, and the other thing, and then you get elected, and three months later, your position completely changes, okay? Had a, had a friend of mine, another side note, uh, friend of mine worked for a local company, and that company, when he got hired, he was in the tech support department. 
So basically people would call, I'm having an issue with my computer, and he would start off, well, did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in, and you know, down through his whole troubleshooting workflow. That's what he was hired to do. That is the job that he applied for. Well, the problem is six months after he got hired, they decided to change his job to essentially a telemarketer. He quit within two days because that was not the job that he applied for. He applied for tech support, not telemarketing and getting hung up on people all day. This is essentially what the board is trying to avoid. Okay, They want the new president or whatever they're going to call this position, president, executive director, I don't know. I haven't looked all that into all that deep into it, you know, and I probably wouldn't figure out what's going on anyway, um, or find out what's going on because it's mostly all done behind closed doors. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so that this this person knows what they're signing up for if they decide to put their name on the ballot for president. Regarding board meetings, there were a couple of individuals um, who were questioning the uh, board meeting minutes. And essentially, she said she goes on the website and looks at the minutes and doesn't have any semblance of a clue as to what the hell the board is talking about in these minutes. And she's absolutely right there. If you look at the minutes, um, I've done a video of the uh, September 28th meeting minutes uh, up on the YouTube channel. Check that out. Uh, YouTube.com slash LamsillUSPSA. I'm also trying to work some stuff into Full30.com as well, just in case YouTube decides to shut me down for whatever reason. Um, but you, you, you read down through the minutes and all it says is, well, this was discussed they decided to take a, you know, board decided to take a vote. Here's how everybody voted. Motion passed. Okay. Well, we have this, the topic that was discussed, but what, what was actually some of the discussion between the board members? You know, and while, you know, yes, that does leave a lot to be desired, um, one of the board members, uh, actually the new vice president, Lee Cabana, you know, piped up and said, you know, we we really can't, I mean, you, you could, but it'd be a pain, can't hire a stenographer to sit in on these meetings and, you know, steno every single word that is said and then publish the actual transcript of the meeting out to the members. Um, which I, I completely understand his point. Another uh, individual, I believe another female, brought up that, well, we're live streaming this meeting right now. Why can't the actual regular board meetings be live streamed? And President Greenfield basically, you know, gave this whole thing. Oh well, uh, you know, having to have people sign in on Zoom, and you know, and you know, that would just be a pain. And then you're going to have to, 
you know, there's there, you know, we don't want everybody and their grandmother out there watching the the meetings. I have a couple of things to say to that. First off, and yes, I do plan on talking to Lee when I see him again next month. Um, but my thoughts on that are, A, all people need to watch a Zoom meeting is a link to the meeting. Okay, my, One of my local city councils, actually two of my local city councils, Old Town and Bangor, they live stream their city council meetings which they are doing on Zoom right now, every month, right on Facebook. It, it's not that difficult to set up through Zoom. Okay, Obviously, USPSA already has the Facebook live streaming thing figured out because they were live streaming the meeting on Saturday night. If I keep bumping the mic, I apologize. I'm, I, I'm a very, very handy talker. I talk a lot with my hands. And uh, yeah, I keep hitting the wire on my lapel mic and Yanking it down. I will have a nice boom mic coming next week. It's due in Tuesday, so look forward to that. Hopefully the audio is a little better than it is for the, uh, for this podcast. But anyway, back to... Yes, I take a lot of tangents, I know. So my local city council has been doing the Zoom meetings. I've watched a couple of them on Facebook. They just post the link on Facebook. You click the link, boom, there it is. You don't need to sign into Zoom or anything like that. The other thing is you don't want everybody in the grandmother out there in the world, USPSA members, non-USPSA members, whoever, you know, sitting in on the meetings and watching what's going on in the set. And the other thing, you don't have to. USPSA has a website, okay? And the majority of the website is for members only. All right, it's username and password protected. The only way you can get to the majority of the USPSA.org website is by signing in. The only way you can sign in is if you are a USPSA member. So, I, I have a little bit of background in web design. I am no genius with web design, but I don't see it being all that very difficult to make a page on the website behind the membership wall where you can live stream the meetings. That way, the only people who are watching the meetings are people that are able to sign into the website. Ergo, only members. Ta-da! Not that hard. Um... Well, I say not that hard. I've never actually done it. But, I mean, if my local city council can figure it out, I'm pretty darn sure USPSA can as well. So, that's pretty much my thoughts on uh, on this whole thing. I also kind of plan on doing a YouTube video about this. Uh, we'll probably be coming out on Monday the 20th. 25th, if I'm looking at my calendar correctly. Um, but I just wanted to put this one out. Um, I, I do, I do <laughs> actually kind of like this podcast deal. Um, it allows me to get a little more, you know, a little more free form and stuff out there, get a little more of my opinions out there. Um, because not everybody wants to 
sit through a half hour YouTube video of a talking head. Um, you know, just me standing in front of the camera, blah, 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 blah. So I am, I am rather liking this, but I will probably be doing a YouTube video on the meeting and just the general bullet points that were brought up. And obviously I will link this podcast in that description. And when I do get that video up, I will link that video in the description of this podcast episode. (sighs) I think that's it. So thank you everyone for listening. I'm Daryl from Lambs Hill USPSA. Until next time, shoot safe and best of luck to everyone at Race Gun Nationals this weekend.